there. Did you know that Motivation Suite has an online shop? That's right. As Motivation Suite Elements has arrived. And I'm so excited to share with you an array of product lines that foster and promote a space of uplifting inspiration. So don't be shy and go and check out Motivation Suite Elements at https colon forward slash forward slash www.motivationsuiteelements.com. And remember, Motivation Suite Elements is all one word. Direct link is also available in the description area of this podcast for ease of accessibility. There's so much to see and choose from at Motivation Suite Elements, as there is plenty of uplifting joy and inspiration to go around for you, your friends, your loved ones, and your special someone. So be sure to check out my Motivation Suite Elements online shop. And as always, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to Motivation Suite, your dedicated source for all things motivation, inspiration, and mentorship. And I am your host, April, and I'm so glad that you are here today spending some time with me for another podcast episode. So I hope that you've been enjoying our topic areas that we've been sharing on the podcast of late, and I've been having an opportunity to really listen to a lot of the areas that we have been really getting in some deep discussion. And today is going to be no different. That is because we are going to be talking about critical thinking and strategic thinking. Now, you know me, if you've been around with Motivation Suite for a while, I love all things that allow us to be in a better place than what we are currently. I like all things that allow us to have goals and objectives and things that we can meet tangibly see and really go after those things. And there are so many moving parts and components that really do attach themselves to the success and the results of our goals and achievements. And so it's nice to take some time to explore those elements. So by exploring the concepts that really wrap themselves around our decision-making, I think critical thinking and strategic thinking are true components that help to really shape what those results will be from that decision-making process that we choose to involve ourselves in. So with that, I hope that you are sitting back and relaxing and we're just going to get right on into it and we're going to start off with critical thinking. Now, you know me, I like a working definition so we can kind of take that along the ride with us. So according to Oxford's dictionary, a working definition for critical thinking is this. Critical thinking is the objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment. It's an intellectual and disciplined process of actively and skillfully conceptualizing, applying, analyzing, synthesizing, and or evaluating 
So it's like a whole process. <laughs> But it's one that we can really grab onto when we are making decisions that may need to be resolved in a short-term fashion, right? So you have a problem, you need a solution. What are we going to do in order to have an effective way of getting through the process to make sure that that solution is one that's workable for us? So with that, you may be asking yourself some questions when you are assessing how you're going to utilize critical thinking. Some questions can start off with, how are you looking at the particular goal or objective that is more or less in the short-term area or the problem or issue that you need to be resolved? And how are you coming together with all of those elements associated with this particular issue or goal or objective and coming up with a sound decision? And are you looking at it from every angle, taking all things apart so you can really dive into explore each particular element to put it back together in a way that is workable and effective for all that are involved. So you see with critical thinking, a lot of times you will hear that concept associated with a professional setting. But there's also the aspect of pulling that back and applying it to your personal life as well. Critical thinking is just necessary, in my opinion. It's just one of those ways that allows for acute evaluation before jumping to conclusions or kind of running around with like a chicken with your head cut off kind of effect. You know, you really want to be able to make the best decision possible for the situation or scenario that you need to work through or to try to achieve. And so critical thinking is going to be one of those bedrock elements that will help you get there successfully. Another area that you may be looking at and questioning about critical thinking is what is your method to perform critical thinking? How are you going to go about actually doing the process of critical thinking? Are we taking notes? Are we providing a pros and cons list? Are we kind of flow charting the situation from beginning to end? Are we looking at all these aspects so we get a real true understanding of what it is we need to solve or achieve? And really, it kind of boils down to how we are taking the situation and getting it from the conceptualizing aspect of resolve into a tangible workable result that can be applied over and over again. And so therefore it is really important to really assess how we're gonna go about achieving that critical thinking. Okay, so now you're probably thinking that, well, you know, is this gonna take a lot of time to do because I'm so used to making decisions on the fly. The, answer to that, I think in the short term is maybe yes and maybe no. <laughs> you see, because depending on what kind of situation that you're dealing with will depend on what method and how much time you have to solve that. Remember, we're talking about critical thinking, right? So we're looking at aspects that are of a critical nature and need a quick eye to it to resolve in a more quick manner. So if there is a particular issue, especially affecting um, aspects of culture in a workplace or a particular issue that you are going through yourself personally with maybe something that you're trying to achieve or something you're trying to tackle, taking the time for critical thinking can be one that you can kind of wrap up in your method to get that quick win. So look at critical thinking in that form as we continue on in today's session. Now, of course, when we're breaking down critical thinking and we're asking our question as it applies to how we're going to do it 
and what exactly we're going to be doing. I think an area that's real important to explore is four basics of critical thinking. So here's the four basics of critical thinking. They include analyze, interpret, present, and evaluate. And if you're doing those things in action, then we're talking analyzing, interpretation, presentations, and evaluations. Now, you know I love to give a good resource. So there's going to be plenty of resource sites that are going to be provided in the description area of this podcast that you can most certainly go out. And I encourage you to do so to get more details and more information as you wish whenever you want at your fingertips. Because it's really nice to have a very good workable concept when you are talking and thinking and utilizing these techniques for better decision making. So getting more details, maybe more breakdowns can be extremely helpful. So I will make sure I leave those uh, links down below in that description area for you to have that for easy access. So according to control engineering, which connects with a lot of the workplace settings, and then I'll also take some of those aspects and we're going to pull it back into our personal lives as well, right? Because we're going to try to cover both areas. <laughs> all right. So when we're talking about analyzing, because we're going to go through all four of these a little bit more. So we're talking about analyzing. You know, what that basically is, is you're collecting the data from the situation. You're collecting the data for the objective. You're collecting the data for the goal, right? So it's like your brainstorming situation here. You're trying to get an understanding of what's going on with that information. So you're going to need to collect that information, collect what is the proponents that need to be looked at, what actually the issue is and the problem is that needs to be solved. So you need any details that are associated with that particular issue in order to start the process. Then you're going to move into the interpretation or interpreting stage. And that allows you to look at the information that you have collected, like the data that you've collected, conversations you've collected, tangible items if that's appropriate, um, interview information if that's appropriate. You're collecting all of that data, all that information, and now you're coming together with some form of interpretation of the information that you have. So you're starting to get a better understanding of what it is that you are trying to solve or achieve. And then once you've gotten to that interpretation stage, then you're moving on into the present or presentation stage. And when you're doing presentation, this means that you're taking all of those findings and your analysis of that and your interpretation of that and bringing that forward to either other coworkers, higher ups, or for yourself personally, as you've assessed the information that you needed for whatever that problem, issue, or goal, or objective that you're trying to achieve or resolve. So you want to make sure that you're presenting that information in a manner that has areas that allows people to start asking themselves questions, or if it's you personally, allow you to ask yourself personally certain questions so you can get even closer to the resolve that you need or to the achievement that you need. Now the control engineering site does provide some information about what they call a pyramid principle. And this basically is an area in which, or process in which that you are basically collecting all of your information and bringing it together in a real analytical way and putting that situation in place so you have a determined output. So it's very much associated and connected with the collecting of information and coming out with presentational form of output. So whatever information you're putting out there is what that can be taken in for resolve to 
you're getting the a-okay to make these choices or changes or decisions and whatnot and of course when you're doing an evaluation you are starting to look at the results right so once you've done your presentation, once you've gotten your information out there and you've assessed that for yourself, whether it's for you to look at exclusively or for your coworkers, higher-ups, et cetera, et cetera, then you're going to the evaluation stage. You're evaluating the actual output of whatever has been decided that is going to be the action of moving forward. And you're looking for the results to determine what works and what doesn't and how to streamline and adjust or pivot when and if need be. Because you wanna put yourself in positions where you can give yourself some wiggle room. I always say that adaptability and flexibility are two key points that you should keep with you in that little toolbox always, because you must know how and when to use that for effective execution that is helpful for you and those around you and those who are affected by those decisions. So always remember flexibility and adaptability is those key components that will help to make the decision processing a lot easier because it simply gives you some wiggle room and some space in those results. Now, as you remember, I talked about that critical thinking is something that you're looking at in order to make a quick assessment or one in a short term for goal objective or issue or concern needs to be addressed and handled for resolve. So when you are looking at the situation of evaluation, there may be times where, as you can see, parts of the situation may work out really well, or you may find things that might work better. So it gives you that flexibility in that as well. So remembering that critical thinking element gives you the opportunity to make adjustments as you see fit. You're not necessarily having to be pigeon-toed to just that area for ever, if you will, if it doesn't work continually. But you are sometimes in positions where you need to make quick decisions or decisions that are necessary to make it within a short term to affect change in a real positive way or in a workable way. And so the critical thinking really does help to uh, put yourself in a position to get you in that forward movement for that altogether. Now, according to the University of the People, which that site will also be provided below in the description area, in a nutshell, critical thinking is important because it shows that you can think rationally and clearly about what you should or should not believe, and that you are capable of engaging in your own thoughts and doing some reflection in order to come to a well-informed conclusion. So if you're in a position where you need to be quick thinking and quick resolve to be applied, whenever you're able to demonstrate critical thinking, you're giving the support and the comfortability and the confidence to others who your decisions may affect that this can actually be handled by you. <laughs> and just say for yourself, when you're dealing with issues and concerns in your personal scenarios, um, you want to make sure that you feel comfortable and confident in your decision making as well. You see, we all have times where we may make decisions that, you know, we would have probably have done differently if we had more information or had maybe done a different uh, situation if we knew how it may would have turned out fully. But if you do critical thinking and you're not always putting yourself in a position to have to run at every situation critical thinking really does help to give you more of a proactive feel and less of reactive feel although there is a component of reactionary in 
critical thinking because we are looking at something that needs to be taken care of. So then you need to react to it. But there's proactive ways to react to situations as well. And we're going to go a little bit more into that in the strategic thinking element. But I want you to really come to know that when you even though you're dealing with critical thinking elements, and although we're looking at those in the space and time of what is currently happening and what will be more immediate, there's still ways that you can handle things through the process of the resolve that can be more of a proactive term in the long run in that particular response. So make sure that, you know, you're keeping that in mind as well. Because we just like to put ourselves in a position that makes it easier to make decisions, feel confident about those choices, already have an idea scenario in your mind is very helpful for that. So yeah, we'll go into more about that in strategic thinking, but remembering those elements and the critical aspects of how you are to run through the critical thinking process, knowing what you're going to be critically thinking, understanding how you bring data together, collect data, analyze data, interpret data, present it and evaluate it are all very important aspects of critical thinking. So now we're going to talk about strategic thinking. And you know me, I love a working definition on strategic thinking <laughs> or anything for that matter that we're delving in and exploring. So here we go. Robert Half Talent and Solutions, which is a site that has a lot of great information about strategic thinking. And I will definitely be providing that as the other sites as well in the description area. So you can take some time to peruse those areas. But strategic thinking, simply put, is an ability to plan for the future. It's the capacity to prepare strategies and conjure ideas that will both cope with changing environments and consider the various challenges that lie ahead. Further, Robert House shares that there are four key qualities of strategic thinkers. So now as we shared about critical thinking, we're looking at those abilities to be able to provide resolve and response in a short-term scenario. With strategic thinking, you're being able to look at maybe problems or issues that you can see currently, but also envision down the line, so you can have a good strategy of how to address and bring resolve to those issues before they even come to the forefront. It's also a way of being able to put a list of conducts and areas and behaviors in which how people should actually act within strategic thinking. So with strategic thinking, it also can provide an opportunity to allow for an understanding of how things are going to go and run and be performed and behaved and acted upon in a professional setting. And how it is strategical thinking can work for you in your personal life, because we're going to bring it back to us, is how when you're looking at future goals and objectives or looking at challenges that may come about those areas, but we want to find some ways to mitigate those situations, then strategic thinking will help us guide in that way. Because we're taking that opportunity to specifically look at things that will help us in our near term, but will allow us to carry on throughout the future and really tap into anything that could possibly be an issue. So we have a working knowledge base to come from when we're trying to address and resolve for that. So back to the four key qualities of strategic thinkers. They are always learning. They always seek advice from others. They are not afraid to take risks. 
and they never forget organizational purpose. So let's go ahead and dive into all four of these here for just a second. Starting off with they're always learning. And you know me, I feel that the way to the most loved and interesting existence is to continue to keep learning, always educating yourself, always staying familiar and ready to go in all aspects of your learning because learning is evolving and evolving is what we should be striving for, to be the best we can be. And I think that that should be a goal. Now, this doesn't have to be one that you have to feel that it's unattainable. Just do your best is really what it boils down to. And be open to learning new things. Be open to having an understanding and a working knowledge of things that maybe you weren't always so connected with before. So definitely always learning, keep evolving, keep moving forward in your thinking and your mindset, being more diverse, more inclusive, uh, more knowledgeable in what you are looking at achieving for resolve or accomplishment. The second one was they always seek advice from others. The bottom line is there are some cases where it's just not that great to be the only voice in the room. Now, there are situations where that may have to be. These could be areas where there's absolutely zero allowance for a particular action or behavior. Those are where you would do more of the direct downline type of uh, results and, and um, expectations, if you will. Uh, may not be a situation where you need to take in a lot of uh, opinions or thoughts from others because we are at a situation where it's a zero tolerance. And so you apply that to whatever scenario that works in your professional setting, in particular to boosting the culture of your workplace. So, you know, barring those areas, it is nice to be able to seek advice from others, individuals who have been able to have gone through some of those things that you may be working through right now. Others who may give you a different perspective to look at when you're kind of collecting all of your information and putting it together to do something that's workable. Because when you are in a position where you're making decisions for individuals in a workplace setting, you're affecting other people, right? You're affecting the way that their day-to-day -day may go. And so you want to make the best decisions naturally in order to make that those changes effective and workable and amenable to all individuals who are going to be participating and executing that change. So taking and knowing when to seek advice from others to help in that way can be extremely helpful and especially in the workplace. Now, when you're bringing it back to your own personal scenario, you may want to look at strategic thinking a little bit different when you're taking advice from others. In other words, you want to definitely make sure that if you're especially associating these things with goals and dreams and achievements that you have, that you're ex talking to those who you actually... Um, respect and trust and that they're going to be giving you information that is going to help you and not hurt you in that way, right? That is going to be positive for you, but doesn't have to be a yes person. We'll be honest with you, but will also be supportive of you. So those are the types of advice that you want to be bringing into the fold when you are talking about those personal development issues or situations, goals, objectives, whatever the case may be. Um, look at that perspective from that point of view. Sometimes you may have to close in the uh, external voices and rely a lot on what you know you can do and you can accomplish and be okay with that. 
make sure that you understand that when you're building yourself up through your experience and your knowledge base and, and the learnings that you have achieved, that you too can make those personal decisions sometimes on your own is a positive thing as well. But seeking advice from others who have been there that you trust and you have confidence that they are only want the best for you and they truly do only want the best for you and you know this for a fact, then that can be extremely helpful in the personal development arena as well. Next up, they are not afraid to take risks. Now, you've heard that saying, anything worth having, you know, you're going to do what you need to do to get it, right? <laughs> anything worth having, you're going to work hard for. So taking risks sometimes is part of that aspect. You know, there's also that one saying, what, no risks, no gain, something like that. So, you know, sometimes you have to kind of put yourself in a position to step out on faith, step out on what you know to be true in order to kind of open yourself up in a way that is yields you more accomplishments and results than you would have if you stayed closed-minded. Sometimes you just got to take that risk. You just got to take that leap of faith and just know that it's going to work out. Even if it's not going to be exactly in the way that you think, but that something positive will come out from that. And you will just keep on moving and keep going. So remember that when you are looking at not being afraid to take risks, you're looking at calculated risks. You're looking at things that you've kind of made an assessment and said, hey, look, I think I can do this. So we're going to just try it. And sometimes you just have to try things. Um, so the more that you're in practice of getting yourself familiar and comfortable with risk-taking and how you can go about doing proper risk-taking if there's a such thing as proper risk-taking, <laughs> but just ones that will yield you the best results. Nothing in life is perfect. No decision is perfect. Maybe there are some, but <laughs> like getting a lot of ticket or something. I don't know. That would be a perfect decision. Uh, but you know, just don't be afraid to take those chances, take those risks for the better good of what you're trying to achieve. Because uh, sometimes if things don't hit the mark all the way, you look at that as just an opportunity to make some adjustments and pivot if you need to in order to get to that full-on result that you're going for. But just don't be afraid to take those risks. Next up, they never forget organizational purpose. So when you are making decisions that are based in a workplace environment and professional environment, you need to remember the purpose of the reason, the why of a particular situation is being addressed and executed, developed, handled. You get my drift. <laughs> All right. So you don't want to forget the purpose. You don't want to forget the reasons that we are doing what we are doing in this setting, because we know that whatever comes from those decisions will affect many people. You don't want to be necessarily in a position where the objective means the benefits go to a select few, but yet the masses are being affected and they're not always being affected in a positive way. That's an, an, always a no-go situation. So being thoughtful in your concept of making a true understanding and having that true understanding of what the purpose is will keep you on the right track for resolve and action taking that comes with completed results that you need that are effective for everyday life of the individuals who are affected by it. Now, when I pull that back out of the professional element, I've been pulling it to myself personally. And what am I talking about there? Well, that 
you personally never forget your purpose, your why, your reason. So making sure that when it comes down to those challenging times that you may have, because you're probably going to have them, <laughs> we all do. If you remember your why, the reason why you're doing it, you stay focused on that purpose. That will be a nice way to slide in from the challenge to a challenge, whether you're getting through it, around it, above it, under it, just getting it to the past and moving you forward. So don't forget your why. Don't forget your purpose. Always remember what that is. So that way it helps to keep you on track for the reason why you're doing it. Now, another area that we can look at when we're talking about strategic thinking is improving your strategic thinking skills. So once you realize the things that you want to be doing, you realize what it means to strategically think about something, well, you also want to keep the skill set that you have developed and developed from that and keep it going, right? So here are some of the things that you can do to continue to keep that strategic thinking skill set going. One, you want to be proactive. Two, you want to understand counter arguments. Three, you want to constantly be optimizing. And four, you want to keep up to date with news and trends and resources. So let's kind of dive into those areas here for a moment. So being proactive. Well, simply put, being proactive is better than being reactive. <laughs> being proactive means you are always ready so you don't have to get ready right so you're staying ready so you don't have to get ready being proactive gives you an opportunity to be able to look at something from a bird's eye view and already have some tools and some steps already in place to start addressing these things in a more specific linear way so it helps to have some type of scenario based what you would do if this was to happen. I don't know if you remember that show it used to come out on ABC. I think it was like kind of around before 2020 on Friday nights. It used to be, what would you do? So it would create a scenario and it asked you, you know, what would you do? And they had the individuals act those out. Well, it's kind of a little bit like that, you know, in a sense that you're putting a position that you're thinking about what would happen or what would I do or how I would go about achieving something or resolving something if this should happen. Like, for instance, a 911 call situation. They do scenario-based elements in order to be able to have an idea of, well, if this kind of situation should occur, who do we send? If this situation should occur, who do we call? If this situation occurs, what kind of questions should we be asking? These are all things that help you to prepare yourself to be ready to go for when a real situation or achievement or goal is in play in order to resolve or achieve. The next one is understanding the counter arguments. So understanding counter arguments. You know how we mentioned earlier that your voice is not always necessarily got to be the only one in a room. <laughs> Sometimes it may be situations where it may be, but it doesn't always have to be. And it's nice when you can have feedback. Well, you're looking for that good feedback and having an understanding of what an other point of view may be or other alternatives could be. Now, this may not be what is decided upon, but being able to have a clear understanding of the opposition or alternative to what is going to probably take place is very helpful in making sure that what you're doing, you are connecting to the best of your ability to resolve the situation or to achieve that goal or objective. And when you're understanding counter arguments, you're looking for those that are 
related and laced in coherent or intellectual thought. So no one's saying that you would won't necessarily have to um, expel your mindset for things that are nonsensical. We really don't have time for that. <laughs> so arguments that have a coherent or intellectual thought are the ones that you can take a step back to really look at and just to make sure that you have gotten some type of answer or response within that resolve that you have come to feel that you're going to move forward with and maybe have used that as part of that assessment as well. So to keep yourself open to other ways of doing things if need be. That's also very, very important. Next, we're talking about constantly optimizing. So what does that mean? Well, that means you're always looking for opportunities for the better. You're always looking for opportunities to streamline and to organize and to tweak when needed. So that way, whatever decision has been made about a particular issue or whatever action has been made uh, in order to proceed with for a goal or objective, you know that it will continue to work on that situation and be a positive for that situation for the long term. You know, there are lots of processes and objectives and things that we do that work in a way that you just keep adding to or maybe take away from when necessary so it continues to be effective as time goes on. Because remember, when we're looking at strategic thinking, we're looking at things that allow us to move forward into the future in a more solid way because we have taken the idea of steps and analyze it in such a way that we're looking for future goals to be expelled from that situation as well. And then lastly, we're talking about keeping up to date with news and trends and the resources. Well, that's really, really important, right? Because you want to stay current in the information that you have and your knowledge of what you know that you would wanna evaluate for future issues, concerns, or objectives to meet. So being in the know, knowing what's currently going on, what's the current climate of situations is extremely beneficial to making those smart strategic decisions and not walking in a moment of where you're doing a lot of fly-by night and bandage type of situations that don't really work out in the end and are just truly not that effective anyways. And so you don't want to hang your hat on that per se, but being able to stay in the know about things and being current is really a good way of being also in relation to others and especially those individuals who are going to be affected by the decisions that you are making, whether it be professionally or personally, because even when you are making decisions personally, those decisions can potentially affect others around you as well, especially if the personal means an element of change from you, right? Sometimes we adjust things and the way that we are and the way that we act and the way that we move in life, the way we show up in life in order to better affect and better suit our situation in order to be as effective and the best that we can be. So these types of things can possibly affect other people. Doesn't mean that that should matter to the situation in the long run, especially when you are working for the betterment of yourself and empowering yourself to do those things that are positive moving in the world and positive moving for yourself. But just know that sometimes things that you do and decisions that you make are not always going to be just solely affecting you. Now remember, because we are getting so much great information here, I just want to also share that the Robert Half Talent Solutions link will be in that description area down below. So I really highly, again, encourage you to take a look at those links. So next we're going to be talking about five key elements of strategic thinking. And now this was something that was shared from a lead 
1998, which is a nice little reference about the key elements of strategic thinking. It's also a nice write-up from uh, the jamay.com link, so I will have that site link down below. You should take a look at that, because I think it'll be a lot of great information to really talk about the key elements and the details associated with that. So in a roundup, the five key elements of strategic thinking are systems perspective, intent focused, thinking in time, hypothesis driven, and intelligent opportunism. So let's go ahead and dive into each one of these just a little bit more. For systems perspective, well, when you're talking about strategic thinking and resolve of any issue, you want to know how the systems work, right? You want to know how things flow, how things go about working as it is. So you have a greater understanding about what exactly it is you're trying to change or modify. So how does the system work? How in your perspective and your thought and what you see, how is it working for you? So you make good decisions on what you should start tackling first. You know, there is something that is said that I always felt was such a positive and important key to remember when it comes to like situations where you were maybe in a director or managerial role or even in a junior level type of role where you come into a new workplace before you start making a whole lot of changes unless they're immediate to like security or privacy or you know uh, safety issues um but you give yourself some time outside of those kind of you know critical elements there give yourself some time to look and review how things work, how things flow. Usually two weeks is a good thing before you start making some major changes there because it gives you an opportunity to really answer a lot of those initial questions you may have about situations and problems. And it also gives the individuals that you are maybe going to be affecting that change with an opportunity to show you how systems and processes work. Gives them an opportunity also to share maybe some of the feedback that they can give you that would be helpful in making some change and adjustments if need be. So systems perspective is really basically taking the opportunity to see how things work, see how that culture is working, see how objectives are already working before you start making those rapid changes to them. Intent focused. Well, that's a great one because everything in strategic thinking is all about having a goal. So therefore you need to have some intent or some purpose in doing that. So when you're doing things purposefully, you are now focused and driven to coming to a common goal that allows for the best result and resolve of a situation or the best area of achievement in a goal. So taking the time for intent focus is really a great way to just narrow in all of the information that is compiled and making a targeted area to that resolve. Next, we're talking about thinking in time. So being able to see what is currently, and then I would also say to look a little further as well. So when you're taking those opportunities to assess things, you're also kind of putting a picture in your mind, if you will, of how things can be affected by how things are going on in the current space. So knowing and being familiar with what's actually going on at this time is very important and can be extremely pivotal in making sound decisions when you're making changes for any type of resolve that's needed or objective or goal achieved. Now, as we covered all of these key elements here, there, like I said, is a lot of great information on that jamay.com link. So again, that will be down in the description area below. It 
does a really nice breakdown, if you will, nice details and all. So um, this is great for you to have kind of that nice overarching information definitely will get you working towards certain things definitely get you to action taken and if you want to dive more in explore more aspects then definitely take a look at those sites for that great information out there for you now as we talked about critical thinking we talked about a lot of the short-term areas and so part of that as well is how that was important or impactful in your everyday life right so we're going to do the same with strategic thinking because with strategic thinking in a nutshell it shows that you are able to think for yourself and make decisions for the positioning of the organization or your personal life's future very important that when you are able to show that you are a strategical thinker, it gives that confidence that's needed to know that for your company or for that professional setting, that the situation is gonna have a sound decision associated with it, and it's gonna be something that we can work with. And for you personally, that you feel and build up that confidence also, that personal confidence, that knows that you feel that you make good sound decisions. Because not every decision is a perfect one, but sometimes if you are too much in a fly-by-night state, you may find yourself in a position where you will be kind of at a, the mercy of what happens, and that can sometimes not be such a good feeling. You Sometimes it's nice to have a grounding beneath your feet. And so if you're able to have something to kind of springboard off of, that can build in that confidence that you can really look at something, assess it, and actually go towards a goal that actually could start to work for you. So definitely make sure that you are keying in on the fact that it allows you to build that confidence associated with thinking about a particular issue for resolve or goal and objective met. It also shows that you are not making decisions in a vacuum, but are considering others and other factors that might be affected or others on the outside of how they would respond. So being able to show that you're a strategical thinker allows for those to feel, again, confident that you know how to take information in. You don't just go in, just have talk with just your own thought process, but are able to assess and evaluate other things that can help to curtail, if need be, or help support the type of decision making that's necessary for resolve of a particular issue or objective and goal set. <laughs> so definitely make sure that you are using that strategic thinking aspect because look, it's nice to know that you can make a decision that's not just in your own little silo, that you are open to other interpretations of things if necessary that are ones of sound <laughs> mind, if you will, and once of the sound information that can better evolve what it is that you're trying to work for continual reward. So very important um, when you are looking at the aspect of strategical thinking that it does build that confidence as well. And it also shows that you have an empathetic mindset to how things will be affecting others as well as those things maybe even outside of your purview. Because especially in strategic planning, when it comes to the professional setting, you can be making decisions that will affect the climate of a particular professional setting for years to come, even maybe even beyond you. So taking the time to consider things in a thoughtful manner, in a responsible manner, will definitely help to continue the health of 
that particular professional setting because I always say you should always look to leave places better than the way that you found them. Doesn't mean that how you found them or got to them was a disarray, but it just means that you added something to them that they can continue to build on as you move on to your other endeavors as well. It's called good karma. <laughs> and it's just called doing the right thing, you know, and doing the best in the situation that you are because it should be not just about you, right? It's not just about us. It's about the whole collective, especially when we're thinking about professional settings. And when it's to your personal life, then you're looking at being feeling confident that you're able to make decisions by taking in other information that's applicable and not always just kind of one-siding yourself down the road and therefore, you know, kind of really just running over all the speed bumps. <laughs> you know, sometimes red flags are put there in position for you to, you know, pay attention to them. So yeah, and you may not always know what all those things to be, especially if you're on something that is uh, something you may not have experienced before. And that's where it helps to have individuals who have maybe gone through those things that you trust to be able to kind of help you and guide you, or just people that you trust that can help you and guide you to come to a real uh, synopsis. It's really nice to know that you can do things that are not just in that vacuum or just in that uh, yes, ma'am, yes, sir kind of way that, you know, the yes people thing. Yeah. You don't always need no people all the time, too, but you need people who know how to. <laughs> work with you and help with you that helps you get you to the positive direction that you need to be going because otherwise what are you doing this for <laughs> so overall we've talked about quite a bit in today's session right we have really i think have really explored true elements of critical thinking and strategic thinking so i think that it's important to kind of put a little bit of a collaborative wrap up on those two areas so we can bring it on home with a bow on it for you <laughs> so overall critical thinking is short-term analysis while strategic thinking involves planning and looking at futuristic outcomes critical thinkers will use data at hand to fix an issue or figure something out while the strategic thinker will be more at looking at how the problem is part of a bigger issue. And guess what? You can do both and be both at the same time. Yes, you sure can. It's really nice to have the skill set of a critical thinker and the skill set of a strategic thinker for a holistic view of decision-making that works best for you in your personal and your professional life, that works best for you in scenarios and that impact others and their lives as well. So being able to understand that your critical thinking is that kind of quick thinking action taking that gives you the results that are effective in the short term and that strategic thinking, which allows you to really use all of your analysis and your data-driven connection to coming for change that is for a greater purpose, a bigger element, a bigger responsibility is truly an impactful way of thinking. Well, everybody, I think that wraps up today's episode. And of course, I would love to know your thoughts about what you think about critical thinking and strategic thinking. Do you agree with some of the aspects that were shared today in regards to some of the key elements? Have you had to use some of these areas in order to achieve certain goals and objectives where you really had to take stock of what was going on and really sit down and, and look at each aspect from every angle to make the best decision possible? Do you think critical thinking and strategic thinking are effective in workplace scenarios? Do you think that you can really 
definitely apply critical thinking and strategic thinking to your own personal development. So I would love to know your comments about it. So make sure that you're leaving those and sharing that information in the comment section of this podcast episode on the particular platform that you're listening in on. And if you're not able to do that, then please make sure that you go out and follow me on Instagram at Motivate Inspire Mentor. I will have a dedicated post to this particular topic to where you can leave your associated comments there in that area as well. Or you can leave them both. Community is what we love to have here. Communication is what we do here. So I would love to truly know your thoughts in that. And of course, there's so many ways that you could be a part of the community because I'm so excited and glad that you were able to actually tune in today's episode. So if you're not already following this podcast, I wish you would. Yes, because I would love to have you as part of the community. So go ahead and hit that follow button. Hit the like if you enjoyed the information, if you found it to be helpful, if you think it could be useful, if it's giving you a greater aspect or greater introspection of what you're doing and how you're decision making. I would so appreciate that. And yes, of course, as I shared, there are so many ways to be a part of Motivation Suite. So one is by following this podcast so you never miss a podcast episode. I also have Instagram, as I shared earlier, at Motivate Inspire Mentor. Got lots of great information there that falls in line with all things living in the lifestyle of motivation, inspiration, and mentorship, as does this podcast. And I also do have a Motivational Suite uh, Facebook group or community Facebook group that allows for conversation amongst our group members in regards to all things motivation and inspiration and mentorship. And it is a private group, so we do a lot of respectful conversation there. And it's just fun to kind of get in there and dive into information that's helpful for us, relatable for us on our day-to-day. And of course, you can follow me now on Twitter at Sweet Motivation as well. And that's S-U-I-T-E, Motivation, all one word. So again, there's so many ways to be a part of the community. Oh, and also too, go ahead and follow me out. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's Motivation Suit with April. All kinds of shenanigans going on there. We got series upon series. So much great information all about living in the lifestyle of motivation, inspiration, and mentorship. We've got some great series going on right now, and I'm so excited that those are coming out. And yeah, and the ones that are already there. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave a nice comment there for me. I would love to know your thoughts about some of the conversations and things that are discussed there. Lots of great information for you to take with you always. Make sure you remember to check the description area of this podcast as well for all those great links and information as well that you can go ahead and do some more detailed looking for yourself in these areas. And remember to check out my Motivation Suite Elements online shop at https colon forward slash forward slash www.motivationsuiteelements.com. And remember, Motivation Suite Elements is all one word. And of course, the direct link is provided in the description area of this podcast. So be sure to go pick yourself up some uplifting joy. And of course, I am so glad that you were again here to tune in today. I wish you all the best week. I wish you all things achieved, all goals achieved. Be blessed, stay safe, and until next time, bye.